So we're now four or five sermons deep into generosity. Five? Five. And right here is a great point to maybe zoom out a little bit and remind Mm. ourselves of the goal, which you did a great job encouraging us Sunday, Dave. The goal is to be like Jesus, Mm -hmm. become like Jesus, and to do the things that Jesus has done. And so even before we get in um, to talking about the sermon, providing points of clarification or application questions, you know, what what are some of the things that the Lord has been doing in your minds and hearts Mm. Sunday? And then uh, even maybe looking back so far during this series, what kind of responses would we have? Yeah, I'll start. There's a, there's been a couple things that I keep thinking about. One would be like motivation. And that's why, you know, you just mentioned the final point on Sunday, which Mike and I have talked about this too. We've talked about this with every practice. Uh, generosity is like a Christian thing. Giving isn't, right? But, um, you know, generosity is explicitly Christian because it flows from a generous God. And so I don't want to just be doing more good things. I don't want to just like look at my life and give more away out of compulsion or moral obligation or even like I mentioned on Sunday to make myself feel better. And I've been asking myself the question like has a lot of my quote unquote generosity or maybe just giving over the years in my Christian life, been more from a place of, I better do this. I'm supposed to. You know, even my regular tithes or offerings above that, whatever. Or has it been from a place of, wow, God has been so generous. I'm a steward of all he's entrusted to me. I can trust him. He's going to meet my needs. And the abundance that I've received in all these different areas are actually meant to supply the needs of others. And and quite honestly, I mean, if I'm doing a, a I think it's ebbed and flowed. I mean, there have been times where I feel like I, that heart is really, you know, a gift from the Lord to mm. see and need and care. But more times than I would like to admit, it's just been more moral obligation. Uh, so that would be one thought. The second thought that has really ministered to me is, and I love this text, it, it was just jumping out when we first started talking about this passage in Second Corinthians 8 and 9, which we've been the last two weeks, Mike, is... I think my natural tendency when somebody encourages me to be generous and give is, well, I can't. My first thought is all the reasons I can't. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I loved, especially this last Sunday, talking about, hey, what you think are obstacles mm-hmm. are not obstacles. And just the freedom to be able to think, oh, I give out of God's supply, not my own. Right. And that thing is just flowing. Uh, and so those have been two uh, takeaways, at least in the yeah. last like you know week or two for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. For me, the word abundance just keeps ringing in my ears. I know that you said that a lot this last Sunday. And then we did the reading of Psalm 23. You sang mm-hmm. Psalm 23, I believe. And so just to reflect on the abundance that I have in Christ from the mindset mm-hmm. perspective. And then also... Um, you know, the taking inventory or taking stock of what you have materially, just abundance there. Mm -hmm. And then also time and all of those other, you know, non-material resources. Um, Just that word abundance, like you have so much, even 
not even counting everything you have in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so having that on my mind continually, it's like it just um, puts you in a posture to be able to listen to how you can just give away. It's like if you're so full to over, my cup overflows, you know, from Psalm 23, Mm -hmm. if you're so full, then hopefully when you see it, you just, you want to let it out. (laughs) Yeah, it's like how many conversations you think take place in our homes where the language is more scarcity than mm-hmm. abundance. Yeah, I appreciated that yeah. so much. I need this. You know, yeah. how many how many times do we go on Amazon? How many times do you like, are you flipping on your phones and like, oh man, this would be good to have, this would be good to have, or I need that. Or, mm-hmm. And then it's like even, oh, I can't do that right. because I don't have enough money or I don't, it's mm-hmm. not wise or whatever. And it, it's just that the mindset is I need more in scarcity as opposed to I've, I've received so much, mm-hmm. I actually need to like, be giving a lot of this away yeah yeah that's what i've been thinking about a lot with that scarcity mm-hmm. idea because these are categories and even as you think more holistically like you were encouraging us to think on sunday you know it's like will i have enough money you know do i have enough time like i'm running out of time i'm running out of mm-hmm. you know resources for this person will i have enough money later on in life you know mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff and so um to be able to come back um and to consider that idea of abundance and then to draw all that back to, you know, God who, as we were talking about, you know, we're stewards of all, all these things belong to him, yeah. you know, going back a few weeks, you know, if, if the Lord needed something, he wouldn't ask me. Like, I don't, I don't have stuff that he doesn't have. <laughs> and so, um, you know, we're tempted to think of those things as things we don't have enough of, but to renew our minds, we, we do have access mm-hmm. to enough of those things. Uh, John Collins, the Bible Project guy, not Tim Mackey. Everyone always quotes Tim Mackey. I'm about to quote John. He <laughs> said in one of his episodes, when you believe there's enough, you start seeing opportunities for generosity everywhere. Right. And so I feel like it's kind of succinctly what you guys are saying. Yeah. Um, a lot of the beginning of, because uh, that came, I, I quoted that in a, a paraphrase as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of the beginning on Sunday, the story of generosity, actually you can go, um, I took a lot from the Bible Project has, I think it's a word study on generosity yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a six-minute video. It's mm-hmm. super helpful. But that's he actually mentions mm-hmm. uh, that there. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, one of the takeaways, uh, it'll be maybe uh, something that comes up a little bit later in this discussion too, but um, I actually had a conversation this week post-sermon, so between Sunday and today, with Julie about some things, and I didn't respond great because I kind of gave in to the fear the self-preservation thing mm-hmm. when it comes to money. And so, um, yeah, so I, I just, I feel like that was a, you know, there is a, there is the shadow or the darker side of us. The old man still is there. Um, and so, you know, trying to figure out how influential some of that old nature is in our life sometimes can be tricky. Maybe we overdo it. Maybe we undersell it or whatever, but um, definitely still prevalent there. And so, and it is freeing then just to remember, like, if, you know, Jesus says you don't have to worry about tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow has enough worries for itself. And I also think he's not just saying don't worry about that, but, like, if the birds of air and the fields will be clothed, then, then, it'll, then the Heavenly Father will take care of you. And so it's very freeing then once again to say, okay, my future doesn't have to look the way I want it to look. There's a little bit of selfishness involved there. So I felt like I was wrestling uh, with some of that uh, in the last 48 hours of just, you know, trying to, like, 
really apply again an abundance mindset. Uh, so yeah, that was mm. very helpful. There's a I don't know who said it, but there's a quote on Matthew six with the birds and, and the uh, flowers, uh, where the person says they don't stress about their existence. Mm, right. And so it's like that's that's one of the big takeaways of Matthew six. It's that we should we should be experiencing life like the birds and the flowers because the Lord cares more for us, mm-hmm. and they don't have a care about tomorrow. They just know the Lord's going to take care of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's good. That's great. And I think one other thing I would just say in general, just overall, you're talking about this series, like the idea that one of Satan's mm. initial and prominent strategies is to get me to doubt this abundance mm, mindset, right. to doubt the generosity and goodness of God. Um, just knowing that is very helpful for me to push back against uh, that mindset um, that there's a scarcity or that God's holding out on me. So that alone, seeing that so early on in the pages of the story of the Bible uh, was very helpful. Mm. So. That's where we began the series, isn't it? Yeah. Didn't you start there in yeah. the garden? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into, you know, piggyback on that. You talked about some enemies, um, you know, being selfish ambition, fear, relational division, temptation, and the evil one. Let's kind of tease that out a little bit. Maybe if you would give us a really brief like description as to what kind of each of those are talking about, and then we'll then we'll get in and clarify. Yeah, I, I basically wrote out, and I won't reread them, but I wrote out like you know prayers against all these things that kind of explained what the enemies are and how they interact with us and and prevent us from being generous people. So like you know selfish ambition ambition is just I want to use my resources to either make much of me or bring in comfort or achieve some kind of status. It's mm-hmm. like it's the whole it's never enough thing, um, comfort, indulgence, et cetera. And so we build bigger barns and then we kind of like put walls around our resources and we do everything we possibly can to protect what we have and mm-hmm. get more. Mm-hmm. And that's just, you know, it, it's a total hurdle to generosity. The second one, fear, what we what we just kind of talked about, mm-hmm. you know, I got bills to get, to be paid. Mm-hmm. I want to provide for my family. Can my kids go to college? What if somebody gets really sick? You know, what if this, you know, a week and a half ago, we're, we land in Colorado as a family. We're five minutes out and Charlotte, you know, passes out twice. And so all of a sudden the EMTs come and stuff and they say that they need to call for an ambulance. And one of me and Abby's first thoughts is we can't afford an ambulance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and isn't it crazy? It's like, I mean, obviously we we got the ambulance because who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, whatever, however many thousands of dollars that thing would be in that moment is not even close to as important as our daughter is. But isn't it so crazy that that thought goes into your head in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so, sure. yeah, fear, like, Lord, I, th- there are a lot of things that could happen and could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And if and isn't it wise to prepare for those? And if I, if I give away what I have, like, are you going to show up and take care of me there? So mm-hmm. fear can mm-hmm. be a hurdle. Relational division, that's just like, you know, we can be stingy because we feel like people don't deserve our generosity, or we feel like people owe us, so how can I give away? Or mm-hmm. I don't want to share because others you know, are lazy, or they've wronged me, or they've wronged others that I care about. And so just how you know the relational conflict can actually be a bigger hurdle than we realize. And then the final one is really the deception of sin and the evil one, which goes all the way back to the beginning, Adam and Eve, Israel, all throughout the wilderness, and even into the promised land. 
is this mindset of like, well, you're holding out on me, God. Mm-hmm. You know, can I trust you? Are you good? I, I don't, the lot that you've laid for me isn't as good as lots that I think you've laid for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that, Paul gives a stern warning to Timothy, like, you know, this kind of greed and thinking leads to all kinds of other evils as well. So those are just a brief mm-hmm. example of those. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, um, in prep for our conversation here, uh, on the air, quote unquote, we were talking about the Good Samaritan. And I think that, mm-hmm. you know, specifically with that third one, the relational one, you know, the Good Samaritan's interesting is like, as far as that guy didn't owe him anyone. It was, you know, that was across racial, ethnic boundaries, you know, which would have been the very people they felt like he did know, you know what mm. I mean? And if anything, the Jews could have been guilty of persecuting the Samaritans. Ooh. And so, you know, Jesus, and again, remember, that's a fictional story that Jesus chose intentionally. Mm. And so, yeah, I mean, when we see someone of a different class or a different, you know, housing situation that we're in or, you know, hygiene level or something like that, and our heart, you know, it's interesting, the Bible says your heart closes. Mm. But that's a very interesting metaphor. Uh, it's like, oh, no, we start shutting down. And so that was, you know, there's definitely, you know, this as encouraging as this generosity series has been, I have also felt it to be very challenging yeah. if I'm sure. being honest. So um, I think that's a, it might not even just be like, I've got this personal conflict with this certain individual, so therefore I'm not giving them any money. It's that I think it can be bigger than that. I think some of our, some of our prejudices and biases can be exposed when, you know, needs pop up and like, oh, we don't know them, or, you know, they're different, you know, and we just like, ah, I don't think that's for me. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's challenging because generosity isn't like, hey, how much did you make this week? A thousand dollars, cool, give a hundred on Sunday and you're good. Yeah, right. That's, that's I mean, that's, that's part. <laughs> that's about would, 10% of the uh, conversation. <laughs> so, well done. People are tithing on their thought process for giving. Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, to go back to your first question, Dan, you know, one of the things that has, that the Holy Spirit is also like, you know, doing in my own heart and mind is it's easy for me to compartmentalize generosity. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, I need to be a more generous person. And so here are like eight areas of my life and I can be generous over there. And so I'm going to start, you know, giving more and recognizing abundance there. And whether that's time or relationships or praying for people, whatever, but I still have this thing of like, well, the rest of it belongs to me. And that's the whole thing about generosity. Like we belong to Jesus. That's, you know, to, to mention what you guys mentioned last week on mm-hmm. Sermon Plus and mm-hmm. to quote Fran, it's like, yeah, he, he just recognized they gave themselves. Yeah first of the Lord. You can't compartmentalize generosity. You belong to Jesus mm-hmm. and he's entrusted you in everything he's given to you, your body included, your mind, your time mm-hmm. for the sake of generosity. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole, you know, there's a lot going on with this relational division one for sure. Mm. You know, there's comparison as well, which is a huge aspect of mm. having anything mm-hmm. is, you know. I'm not going to give it to them. They're better off than me. <laughs> exactly, and there's a there's kind of a sense where it's like you don't even really know right. that you have a lot unless you're comparing yourself with someone else. So there's the whole thing of like, you know, I don't really want to have a lot. I just want to have more than the <laughs> other person. And so, and then even to go beyond that, obviously there's a lot that goes on in our culture with like, you know, I mean, we literally have a number that's like the poverty line, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, we you know tend to get grouped with people who are 
with us in possessions, lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, dollar amount. And then even when it comes mm. to things like selfish ambition or fear, kind of depending on where you get clumped in relationally, you know, you have a whole set of things where if you are making a lot of money, then you're, you're around a bunch of other people who are driving you with selfish ambition. If you're below a certain point, right. you know, you have legit fears, you know, yeah. can I even afford to get sick? Yeah. You know, those types of questions. And so, you know, the whole, um, how our abundance or lack thereof, or however, you know, uh, we would say that works out in these relational dynamics is really, um, is very complicated. And so it's one of the things that makes the church, this really unique place is, there are all sorts of people dealing with all sorts of challenges, and yet all under this one call of, of being generous in response to God and to one another. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very yeah, difficult. I, I feel like the complexity which you described there exists and it's real. And I'm, as you're explaining, I'm like, well, man, then what are we doing about this? And so moving it to the church was super helpful, number one. And then number two, you know, you can only really love the people that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I mean, it's not totally true, actually, because it's you know they they love the people in Jerusalem even though they were farther away. But that need was came in front of their eyes. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, so the the things that you see, the things that you hear about, are only the things that you can respond to. And so you know, I feel like that's kind of the encouragement as needs and opportunities and the Holy Spirit, you know, will prompt you from the inside, and you'll hear things from the outside. Like I think the encouragement is in this generosity series, even though it's the practices, is to be, is to practice giving things away, mm-hmm. giving away your quote unquote time, yours in quote, your quote unquote money, yours in quotes. Like, and you know, I, I I do think there is something to just the practice of doing it. You actually have to give something away in order to be generous, and the more you do that, you train yourself into this habit. And sure, the habits can be negative. You were talking, you know, five minutes ago, Dave, about like looking back in the past, you weren't sure about all your motives. And it's like, well, it's kind of like almost impossible to know. But, you know, I praise God that you gave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. there was a right. habit or a rhythm of giving. And part of practices is like, well, now now you'll have that same habit or rhythm and you'll even have like better, deeper, pure, stronger motives mm-hmm. and praise God. But praise God, you were still given, yeah. you know, early, so... I feel like that's one of the things we want to see cultivated in yes. this series is just the the practice of it. Like my life is set in the trajectory of generosity. My whole self is on the trajectory of generosity and my motives are getting cleaned up. My I love a- that. amounts are getting, you know, cleaned up, but like I'm set toward generosity. I'm not set. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the detours, those four things are like detours for me. It's like, oh, here's, Ooh, a, that's good. here's a temptation to let, let's get off the trajectory of the way, you oh, know, that's good. let's get off the way of generosity and get onto the way of selfish ambition or the way of self-preservation or whatever those things might be. So mm-hmm. um, the practice, the habit of giving things away is really, really important mm-hmm. for, for, for followers of Jesus. Those last two minutes are so encouraging for the person who's just kind of entering into the generosity discussion for the first time. And it's overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
you know, well, I haven't been giving nearly enough and I don't mm-hmm. even know how to give now. And I got, I feel like all of these enemies are present in my life. Mm-hmm. That is so encouraging. And I hope it's encouraging for people like you that have been in the game for a while. It, it is. And that you know, like, you can look back and be, you can be like, man, I feel like my motives and my understanding of giving are so much better now than they were before. Is that all that wasted? And the answer is absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And so just to encourage folks wherever they're at in that process that, you know, again, it's a these practices are, are very important. We keep using that word, but it really is. If we're just like thinking about giving, I'm mm-hmm. gonna give something to Lindsay. Uh, maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I never do it. Like I haven't been generous yet. I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And so, like, just the habit or the rhythm of actually doing it, and then you can you can grow from there. But yeah, there is. Um, I'm just like listening, obviously, to this entire conversation. I'm like, oh my goodness, money is such a big thing. <laughs> in our world, mm-hmm. our life. There is something really good and noble about the practice of just giving away because it untethers you a little bit more right. to the control of money in this world. So we talked about like fasting and abstinence, mm-hmm. for example, yep. how the practice of fasting can also just, you know, teach you to say no. Mm-hmm. To unlike, you know, I'm saying no to good things so that I can train myself to be able to say no to the wrong things as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it may not be wrong for me to have, you know, said abundance in this area or whatever, but the practice of giving away so that I can untether my heart from the world a little bit more is so, so good. You, can you read that quote from Screwtape? Yeah, this is, um, this is something I wrote just a couple <laughs> weeks ago in my UNCS. <laughs> I just, call, I just call them C. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, if you're not familiar with Screw Tape, it's it's a conversation, a series of letters, like you know, fictional letters, but based on based on you know reality mm-hmm. of these two demons that are speaking with one another to <laughs> influence and tear Christians away from following Jesus, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so this there's this whole one on prosperity. And the summary of it is essentially this, prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels he is finding his place in it while really it is finding its place in him. And that, mm. you know, I, that goes back sure. to this, uh, you know, how we've been talking about practices. You know, practices are certainly things that you do, but, but ultimately they are things that do things to you. Yeah, that's you know, good. And this is how God... Um, comes in and actually shapes us and changes us. And so I think one of the things, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, generosity, money, prosperity, but also all these other categories, as we give ourselves to it, you know, you know, he, he feels he is finding his place in it, finding his place in the world, but really the mm. world is just lodging deeper and deeper into our hearts. And so, mm. you know, that kind of goes back to that inventory thing, you know, so both of you in the last couple of weeks have talked about sure. taking inventory. And this is one of the things I think, you know, this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important is because, you know, we may be thinking, well, I've got this option to be generous here. Like I'm coming from some neutral position, but really we're, we're already engaged in these things. We already have like a full thought process of our things, our abundance of, you know, fasting, prayer, all these things. We're coming from a position already. We've already been shaped by something or someone or some, or some thought process. And so being able to identify that, you know, what is, what are some of the patterns of my heart, my behavior? What are some of the things that are influencing me? What are the, some of the things that I'm attached to? Um, is really significant if I'm ever going to take any steps forward in, mm-hmm. in generosity. 
I love your definition of humility, uh, Mike, because, you know, you've, a lot of times you hear uh, like humility isn't thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. Mm-hmm. And I love that you don't, that's not what you say. You think, you say humility is thinking of yourself appropriately, mm-hmm. right? Uh, love, one of the points that Paul makes in this passage is that actually your generosity is one of the strongest litmus, te- litmus tests for whether or not you really love God and love people. Mm. And you, you could kind of sum up all the enemies in some way or another by saying really the enemy is love of self more than love of God and neighbor. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's not that you like should love yourself less. <laughs> you should mm-hmm. just love yourself appropriately. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I mean, that's a challenging word. Paul literally says, this is how you you will prove that your love is genuine. Mm-hmm. And The so, old, put your money where your mouth is. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah. The great. OG text for exactly. that. Exactly. And so like the question, you know, for me and for all of us is, do we really love Jesus? Mm-hmm. And do we really love people? Which is the summation of the law. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think we would say, well, yes. And it's like, okay, well, what's the fruit? And if you see a need for all of us of, to be more genuine, then lean into that. But one of the prayers then is, okay, Lord, help me to love you deeper and love others deeper. Love myself appropriately, mm-hmm. but like cultivate in my heart a motivation and desire to be cheerful and, and, and full of gratitude and full of contentment and actually you know, really enjoy seeing other people's needs met. On the point of holistic generosity, which you encouraged us, you know, things like time, power, influence, what are some of the ways that people can be, you know, taking some inventory, maybe, you know, trying to identify some of those, you know, non-money, but holistic categories that they do have abundance that they can be generous with? How would you help people get started in thinking about that? being generous holistically? Well, first of all, I love that this is a discussion. <laughs> like in the last two days, you know, we've heard a bunch of things. Mm-hmm. I think somebody gave blood yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is just like, that's so great. Mm-hmm. Those simple, wonderful, beautiful things. You know, I know of a friend whose freezer is stacked full of meat and just, you know, is handing out meat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who wants a roast, you know? So the fact that these, like, that people are processing um, generosity and abundance and a holistic approach this way is really, really, really good. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I think, go ahead. I was just going to say, one of the things you said that really stood out um, as we were discussing it with my family was that Jesus didn't give away money. Mm-hmm. Like, that... That was like great. So praise the Lord for that observation. And I was like, oh yeah, I just never thought of it that way. And I was trying to think, you know, the contrarian me is like, did he ever give away money? And I'm like, no, I don't think he ever did. Like he paid his taxes with the fish. You remember he yeah. got the yeah. he got the money with yeah. the fish. Mm-hmm. He gave the money to Caesar. Well, he asked the guy to give him the coin, but like we don't ever see him actually giving away money. It's interesting. He was giving away things that were deeper. Exactly. Like, oh man, he was you know healing and friendship and acceptance and these type of things that are they're hard to give honestly at times but um you know i've heard people say i forget who said the poor not a problem to be solved but a people to be joined you know it's you know so it's just it is a different way of thinking 
um, about our lives, who we actually are. Like when we think about people of different socioeconomic class, they're still very much just us. You know, we're them, they're us, uh, they're human beings. And so, yeah, I feel like that that observation that Jesus didn't give away money, but he gave, you know, we're talking about giving holistically. He shared his food, he shared his time, he shared his space, and, you know, ultimately he shared his life. So I, I feel like that's, those are really amazing things that, that people can give away. And, and mm. that's to your point when we yeah. feel like, well, I can't because we, we locate so much of this conversation with money and we also give so much credence to money. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I, I it's feel just like, in us. Yeah. So mm. that's, it's, it was, this sermon was uh, such a necessary part of the series on generosity. Honestly, the series would not be complete whatsoever if this sermon didn't get preached, I would say. Mm. It's, so. it's like, what are the things in our Christian experience um, that are essential to us experiencing the blessed life that money can't buy? Right. That's a really good question to answer and then be like, oh, those are the things I can give away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it's like. Well, I, you know, to experience the blessed life, I, I, I mm-hmm. relationships. And you can With, do that too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Wisdom. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Like, like even if we're thinking time, like you can do it. Like even if you th- you use money as a parallel, I can give away lots of time a little bit at a time. Yes. If if Great. someone says to me like you know I need to go spend a whole day with someone, it's Love like that. okay, well maybe I need to do that, or maybe you know I just need to spend fifteen minutes with somebody this week, next week, the following week. You know what I mean? Like you she can when you start thinking about it, you know out of just the money thing, you still kind of get help from the parallels. Like you can, you know, so there's just lots of different ways that you can give and lots of different ways within those ways that you can give. And so that's where I, I feel like, again, this is the the kind of prayer, the posture of Lord, Lord, you've been so good to me. Freely I have received, freely give, you know, help me uh, to see, you know, opportunities everywhere. If you have, have that, going back to abundance mindset, it's just absolutely crucial, which is why we spent three weeks on it. But. To think that the risen Christ is present in you and that he's actually yeah. like using your hands and your feet and your words and your time so that his you come alongside somebody with him mm. as his ambassador for them. I mean, that is incredible because you listed things like influence, power, hospitality, listening or any spiritual gift you've been given yeah. mm-hmm. that is Jesus Christ making his presence known and just changing people mm-hmm. through you that was so profound to me yes. like uh, you know you you brought up Mike the whole where do you read of Jesus giving away money well, the same thing Linda, to your point is you go read the passages on how the body is gifted to build up the body into Christ none of those spiritual gifts are, are monetary. Mm-hmm. You And you mentioned earlier, Lindsay, when we were talking. Well, you did mention the monetary one. There is there there is people who have generosity. a gift of generosity right. and to do so with abundance. Yep. And I think there's an implication of money there. You, ma- you made that point as well. You, you kind of made it in passing. You were like, and maybe you do have an abundance of yep. money and you can use that as well. Yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. Y- you mentioned, you know, when we go back to, the, the, to what you were just saying there, Lindsay, the goal is to become like Jesus. And you made a, a good thought earlier, this is before we were on mm-hmm. you know, recording. Mm-hmm. When you're becoming like him with generosity, you're like, you're with him, right? Mm-hmm. What were you saying? Um, 
you're you're with him in his generosity. Yeah. yeah. Like so you're with Jesus and you're you experience him, you know him, and you're all bound up in what he's doing in his yes. generosity. I love yeah. that. Yeah. We're not creating generosity. You're in Christ. Right. Mm-hmm. We're getting in on God's generosity. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I think you said it's his supply. Yeah. So it kind of goes with that. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it really removes it from, well, Jesus came and told me to give away a section of my money (sighs) versus Jesus came and gave us his peace. He gave us forgiveness. He gave us life. You know, I mean, he literally shared all of those things. You know, it sounds cheesy and trite, but these things that money cannot purchase. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah there's not, not, nothing cheesy or trite about that. I mean, he literally says, I'm going to give you my joy yep. that the world, <laughs> the entire world could not give you the, that joy. I'm going to yeah, give right. you my peace. So yep. the things that we're trying to get with our money sometimes, peace, status, joy, all those type of things, Jesus is actually saying, I'm actually the source and supply of those things. So It's interesting, you know, you don't see him handling money. But mm-hmm. he's talking about it almost well, it's nonstop. A tool. It's a tool, yeah. right? And yeah. so, yeah, that's yeah. And he does want you know we all have money. He's given mm-hmm. us money. He doesn't say that we should. You know, Paul actually says I should say in Second Corinthians nine. I'm not asking that you guys be burdened and others people put at ease, right. but that there might right. be an equality. Yeah. So he, he's actually not saying give away. Paul's saying not saying give away a hundred percent of your income. We are supposed to steward a percentage of our money before the Lord. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, those things yeah. are definitely true, and, and money is definitely important, um, but it's just, you know, I think we, we've talked, you know, too high of a value on it, too yeah. too much confidence in it and, yeah. and that type of thing. Some of those examples, you know, power, influence, I mean, think about in your mind where, you know, that's where you think about things in your mind, I guess. Um, <laughs> you know, think about when, you know, someone is – Maybe giving money, you know, you think of like a, you know, a, a boss or somebody who's in authority that is, you know, willing to give money, but not willing to give any influence, mm. you know, not willing to share any authority, not mm. willing to, you know, um, you know, mutual well, submission a, and humility. It's, a, it's dehumanizing. Right. Mm-hmm. A dad, yeah. to, think of a parent. Right. A parent giving money, but not giving affection, not giving affirmation, not right. giving time. I bought you all your clothes. What else do you want? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Kind of a exactly. thing. Right. Yeah. And so there is no generosity without this mm-hmm. holistic element. And um, that's obligation. Yeah. That's compulsion. Right. Mm-hmm. There, and, and to Paul's point, you know, that's, that's absent of love. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's great. You know, as we've been going through these practices, and I think we were talking about this with freedom and love, you know, really it's like we're talking about all these different things, but we're only talking about one thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can't have generosity without love. You can't have love without freedom. You can't have freedom without generosity. You know, I mean, all these things are really just talking about one thing, which would make total sense, the fact that these things are all, <laughs> you know, Jesus is the personification of all of these things. We are just mm-hmm. living as people who are abiding mm-hmm. in him. Yeah, that's a good summary of the practices. That's how Jesus summarizes the law. It's a great reminder, though, because we've been saying even from the very beginning of these practices, we're trying to become people of love. Mm-hmm. I remember, yes, I think it was Dave, you said, um, you know, in your sermon, one of your talks on fasting was just, if your fasting isn't helping any, any, anybody else, then, you know, it's no good. Like, mm-hmm. your, your fasting ought to be an expression of love. Prayer is an expression of love, you know, and here, certainly generosity 
is very much connected to mm-hmm. uh, the expression of love. And so we're seeking to give these things away and practice the way of love so that we will actually become more loving. You're, you're, you're never going to do that perfectly in the beginning, but you take the first step and, and you grow from there. Mm. So. Mm. so we're winding down this series on generosity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this Sunday when you tell us all exactly what to give? Yes, exactly. Okay, great. Seventeen point four seven percent. No. <laughs> are we supposed to tithe on our net or our gain? Yeah, or yeah, gross, yeah exactly. We are going to talk this Sunday about tithing. Finally, uh, we'll address it because again, we've we've said, and I think that stands. Second Corinthians eight and nine is kind of the um, that's the ground zero. I've been saying yeah. of of kingdom giving. Yep, and. Um, but that being said, we're, it's not like we look at the whole Old Testament and be like, oh, well, there's no generosity there. There's no instruction for us there. Right. Uh, the old theologians used to say there's three uses of the law. One of the uses of the law is to kind of guide our way. And so we can look at the Old Testament and learn some things. And so there's there's a principle of what's called first fruits from the Old Testament. Can't wait for this. It's mm-hmm. so great. Yep. And then there is the principle of tithing. And so we'll talk about that. Um, and then we'll talk about you know how the Lord promises to care for us Mm. when we are seeking to honor him with our wealth. You know what I mean? Not, you know, obviously there's an aberration of the gospel out there that says if you give this money, then God will make you healthy, wealthy, and wise, and all that kind of stuff. That's not what we're talking about. But even within Second Corinthians 8 and 9 there, and he quotes the Old Testament that the one who gives is supplied, there's this idea that in the kingdom of God that as you give away, you will also be supplied. And so it's this tremendous promise that frees us to, to be even more generous. So at least three principles, maybe one more will sneak in there, but um, that's where we're headed. And I think that will be a real practical, um, it'll be probably one of the more practical sermons I've ever preached. So we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll probably change it. No, okay. <laughs> I can't wait for next week's sermon plus. Yeah, well, yeah, I got looking forward to talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, great. Man. All right. Well, that's great. Thank you for this. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week.